Hey there, OCD family community. Well, fancy bumping into you here, and do I have a story for you? Okay. <laughs> Just keep in mind, this isn't therapy. It's story time. So if you can relate, know that you're not alone. And speaking of stories, have you ever watched a movie or read a book that's based on a true story? And have you ever slowed down to think, what does that disclaimer really mean? Well, based on a true story is usually used to describe a story that's very convincing with lots of personal experience around maybe a historical event or hearsay based on folks alive at the time or scholarly types that have studied such things, peppered in facts or rules of law, moral order, and the possibility of what could have happened. Like with the movie Titanic, for example. If you haven't seen the 1997 blockbuster with the whimsical yet tragic romance between Jack, a third-class pauper of sorts, and Rose, a first-class elitist, I guess I'll say spoiler alert. 26 years in the making. Oh my goodness, can you believe that? 26 years? But hey, the story is fictional. Yes, the Titanic, the unsinkable ship, in and of itself, it did sink. Again, spoiler alert, 26 years or 100 plus if you're looking at actual history. But Jack and Rose, were they real people? Were these real stories? No, they're 100% fictional, imaginal, irrelevant. But their love story, their fictional love story, is based on a true story around facts that the big boat called the Titanic, it did sink. And first-class women and children, they were prioritized. Even some of the first-class men finagled themselves onto some lifeboats. But you see, not only was it a believable story, it was, dare I say, regardless of how you may feel about the story or the movie Titanic, it was a captivating story. In fact, the movie stayed in theaters for 10 months after its release, eventually finishing up with a total of $1.843 billion in the box office worldwide, becoming the first film to ever cross the $1 billion mark. And the re-release for the 25th anniversary brought in over $22 million. A 25-year-old movie re-released in theaters, $22 million. In a time where movie theaters are dying out, y'all, and some new release blockbusters aren't even making those kind of numbers. So why so much interest and so much demand for a fictional, irrelevant story? Because it was based on a true story. And you imagine how it could be possible. And you see the grand staircase and you doubt that regardless of never hearing an actual tale of Rose or Jack or a majestic necklace that floated to the bottom of the ocean, it could have happened. I mean, even if you know the story isn't real, the story felt real and you were absorbed. So what does this have to do with ICBT, you may be wondering? <laughs> well, as it turns out, a whole lot. We're talking about inference-based CBT, or inference-based cognitive behavioral therapy, otherwise known as ICBT. And back in the day, I think folks used to refer to it as IBT. So if you're going on a research dive, the name has evolved over time. With ICBT, we attack the OCD monster from a completely different direction. We say the problem isn't how our brain thinks and perceives situations, no. And sure, we can all experience intrusions. No debate there. But OCD is a reasoning problem, born when we stop trusting our here-and-now common-sense reality and catapulted into the land of possibility. 
ICBT teaches us that our inferences of doubt, these obsessional doubts, they feel so debilitating, all-encompassing, and absorbing because they are using the same premier logic that we've used to propel ourselves through life thus far. Only when we apply that logic to the infinite possibilities of what we're doubting, So what are we doubting then, contrary to our common sense, our five-sense reality in the here and now? Well, we're doubting ourselves. We're wondering, what if I could be this worst possible version of myself? What if that could be true? What if I'm a monster or I'm immoral? What if I'm actually careless or neglectful despite the catalog of hours spent meticulously compulsing my attempts to prove or confirm otherwise? So the treatment entails learning where and when we enter into these obsessional stories, learning when and how we're dissociating from present reality into the land of possibility, reducing our confusion around the inferences of doubt and how our feared versions of self aren't synonymous with who we are or fear that we could be. Lastly, we relearn to trust ourselves and our current present reality. So if we can stop ourselves before we're full speed ahead in an obsessional sequence, We don't really need to even practice not compulsing like we do in ERP. Because if I realize that, hey, me having a thought or image about what if I just ran over someone with my car, for example, isn't because I literally felt my car collide with something that, I don't know, maybe a 170 pound person, my windshield's cracked, people are staring, pointing, honking, screaming is occurring, I'm in a ditch because I just hit somebody and I lost control of the car. No. That's not what's happening in the here and now. But rather, I had a thought, and that is the product of a story, a possible narrative that while it could happen and would feel like the worst thing ever if it was true, isn't. It's irrelevant. And until I feel and observe and can point to all of those things in the here and now, then it's a story. It's an irrelevant story. And in ICBT, folks can learn to reorient themselves in the here and now. And while maybe you're driving down the road and you did hit a pothole or felt the car jerk a bit, maybe the alignment feels a little out of whack, I don't have the evidence here now that I actually did hit a person. And so I don't need to check if they're lying back there or if police are chasing me because I obviously just had a hit and run and I'm the monster driving away. No. So ICBT is really different and it also has decades of research behind it, but it's a lot to absorb. (laughs) No pun intended. So finding a practitioner trained in ICBT is again really important to help navigate through this treatment process. So you see, I really did have a story for you. (laughs) Not just about the 1997 box office hit about a big boat that sank. Again, sorry, not sorry on that spoiler alert. But hey, a story. It's a story. OCD, really, is just a story. A very convincing, a very scary, tragic story. But a story. Now there's a thought that I can get behind. What about you? Either way, I've got to head out, y'all. But I'm really glad I could bump into you again here at the water cooler. So hey, let's do it again soon. And I'll see you next time. Same place, same space.